having tonight. When I first met with Jeff to talk about um, what I might uh, have my topic be about tonight, he asked me a number of questions about what I do here at the parish and um, what things I've learned and where I see God at work the most. And it was really exciting to talk about him, and it was hard to even try to focus on well, what would be interesting for people to hear. And then um, when we talked about one of the, the ministries that I work with that I find to be most, one of the most fulfilling things is the Divorce Recovery Program. And one of the things that I learned about working through that program is how big forgiveness is in recover, trying to recover from, from a divorce. And trying to forgive your spouse, trying to forgive yourself, trying to forgive maybe your in-laws or others who you think might have played a role in, in the divorce, um, perhaps there was infidelity involved, um, there's so many different things, but forgiveness, what I, I began to see was that it was just, it seemed to be the, the main thing that if a person could get to that point, the healing would, would eventually come. And so the program really builds up to that, and we, we look at where, where is our anger, where is our bitterness, where is our resentment, just identifying all these things, and who is it that we need to forgive, and Eventually, it gets to that point of focusing and talking about forgiveness. And I see that those who are able, again, to get to really, that's the hinge point of the program, the freeingness that happens. Um, as a matter of fact, I you know the first time that um, I did the program, there was one gal who had come in there, and she just, she would hardly ever talk. She had kind of a very stone face all the time. She held her face very tight and tense. You could just see all those muscles tense. She never really wanted to share much. Um, <clears throat> just seemed like a very angry person with a lot stored up inside there. And I thought, gee, I wonder if uh, she'll come back next week. She kept coming back, but never really quite engaging. But I think there was a lot going on inside. And she was thinking about the topics and thinking about it, working it through inside. And when we got to forgiveness, lo and behold, she was able to take those steps and start down that road. And by the end of the program, it was like I saw an entirely different woman. I couldn't even believe. Still, when I think back to, to what she was like at the beginning, I'm like, I can't believe that's the same person. And I even tell her that. And she even says that. I feel like I went through a transformation, Kelly. And it was so powerful for her to be able to forgive so many people that were, that, you know, caused the, 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 this, her divorce. And, and um, that she actually went through the program again and then became trained through the Archdiocese and now helps facilitate the program with me and is, is a great resource for others to see that encouragement of here's someone who's been through, through, through this. And so I wanted to share that story with you and there's many others like it of others who have been through the program and I thought there's so many things about forgiveness that we talk about in that program that I have learned to help me more understand it and be a more forgiving and loving person and that I thought that maybe I could share with you for us all to help us in, in our Christian lives to be more forgiving. Um, so with that, um, I don't know, I did have a handout, it's not necessary that you have it, but there's basically three areas that I thought I would clip through. I don't have a lot of time, so I'll see how far that I get on each area. But just to start with, um, you know, what are the effects of not forgiving? Probably very obvious things to us all. Um, it affects our attitude. Amazing how we can become very bitter and negative people when we're unable to forgive someone. Um, lots of anger and resentment, and um, especially, like I said, like I saw with, with this woman, and a girlfriend of mine, 
recently told me how her mother-in-law went through a divorce about 10 years ago and the woman has never been the same because she never was able to forgive him and his mistress and that she has just become so negative and so resentful to the point that she doesn't even enjoy visiting with her mother-in-law anymore neither does her, her husband want to even spend time with her mom because she's just become such a such a, an angry person. So, you know, that's one of the effects that can happen when we're not able to, to, be, get, to be a forgiving person. Um, it affects our health. As you can see with the attitude, it affects us emotionally, and that can also affect us even physically. It can affect our immune system. It can affect our ability to lose to sleep at night. Um, I know my grandmother, she was always a very happy person, kind of a, a laid-back woman, I'd say. And when she turned about 70, um, something very bad happened between her and her sister. And they had been best friends all their lives and very close. And she was never able to forgive her sister for that. And her sister actually died, so they were never able to work out that difference. And um, since then, and it's been 10 years now, my, my grandmother has not been the same. And my, my whole family talks about it, and my mom has talked to her a number of times, you need to forgive your sister for that because look what it's done to you. It's like, it's also affected my grandmother's health and that we just saw such a decline after that. It's amazing how not only emotionally it affected her, but physically we started to see her decline. And you just wonder, like, how does that fester within us? How does that affect our immune system and start to take over? Um, spiritually, it affects our, our spiritual health. You know, we no longer have this inner peace. We no longer have the sense that we're in right relationship with God and with others. And if you think about the Lord's Prayer and, and this, the line in the Lord's Prayer that, that can really get us. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So it's really hard for us to think about asking God to forgive us for our sins and to be able to experience mercy from God and where we ourselves are not able to do that for others. So it just has this manifesting aspect to it when we can't forgive. Um, obviously it hurts our relationships, as I think, you know, I've mentioned many examples, but it, it, people, I think, they, they pick up on that negativity, they tend to maybe withdraw from us, or maybe even we begin to withdraw from them. So people are pulling back, we ourselves are pulling back. Who knows how that implications might even affect us in our, in our work, world. All of us know people that we work with who always seem to be kind of the glass and not full kind of people. You know something's going on with them because everything's always just sort of looking at the dark side of things and you're kind of like, I want to avoid that person, you know, but you got to think, something, something's underneath there maybe. Um, so really, it, 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 it prevents us from being able to be our best selves, you know, the person that God created us to be. We just can't function at our best level. Um, it enslaves us. It has a, a power to um, keep us in our past and prevents us from moving on and having that freedom that, that God wants for us. But they did, but that is, that is not the case. Um, forgiveness <laughs> is oftentimes first very much a decision. And it is a choice. It is an act of your will. Um, so first we decide to forgive, and then we give our feelings a chance to catch up with our will. Um, so, you know, at first we may actually be going against exactly what we feel. 
But that also brings up another common misconception about um, forgiveness is that it's a process. Um, so it will take a while, it might even take a while to develop that will to want to forgive. And I know, um, I think someone in the forgiveness, in the divorce recovery program had once said, my prayer right now is, Lord, make me willing to be willing to forgive. It's like, <laughs> I'm not even willing to forgive, I don't even have the will to want will, you know, it's just like, you just got to take little, little baby steps with it all. I know once I heard a priest give a talk on forgiveness and he used the analogy of a fist. So it's like you have this tight fist, and sometimes it just takes a really long time and realize it's a process that you're just going to slowly peel back each finger and eventually be able to open up and let go and be free again and not have that clenched fist. And so in the process, prayer is so important, just praying to God to help you to be able to have that ability, again, to, to have the will and to be able to do it and to eventually have your feelings to catch up with the decision that you made. You know, one of the, um, the divorce recovery participants said this last time around, we just finished a, a series, he said, well, there was a point about three weeks ago when I said ten times over, I will not forgive her, I will not forgive her, I will not forgive her, and you should just see his face. I mean, he, there was lots of anger, and just, and he said, now I'm down to six times. <laughs> and I'm working on it. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm going to get there. And we were all just really happy for him to even acknowledge that that's something he does want, and there is some progress being made. Um, let's see, minimizing the offense or condoning behavior. Uh, that is another common one. A lot of times people think, well, if I forgive the person, it's almost like saying what they did was okay. But no, that's not the case at all. Um, so it's not to say that what they did to you or whatever injustice was done is okay. And, and I think that sometimes helps a little bit once you realize that, that you know, you're not saying what they did was okay. Um, again, letting the person off, off the hook, kind of the same idea. Um, we're not saying that, that there aren't any repercussions or damages that were done or repercussions that maybe need to be made or damages that, that were done. Um, you know, we're saying that we're not going to uh, hold on to this within ourselves, that we're going to release that. Um, I think oftentimes, what I think about the Sacrament of Reconciliation kind of helps me with this. You know, when we go to reconciliation, we're given absolution by the priest, so our sins are forgiven, yet the priest gives us a penance. And the whole idea of the penance is to try to make some amends for the damage that is done. So, yes, indeed, there's some forgiveness that we, we are giving to people, but we're not saying that there's not any damage done or maybe there's not repercussions to that. However, we're not the priest and we're not going to be given them a penance. So, um, you know, it's not our place. We have to be able to let go and just trust, trust in God's justice and that God, leave it up to God and that somehow it will all work itself out and that and that's really not our place um, to see how is that going to be worked out. Forgetting. There's a little phrase out there, I think, that I've heard once or twice before. Something about forgiving and forgetting. And sometimes I think that can help prevent people, keep people from forgiving. Um, because really, I'm sure there's well intentions behind that because we don't want to hold a grudge. So we don't want to dwell on it and keep hanging on to it. So in a sense, you know, you're, that's kind of forgetting. But on the other hand, Sometimes we're so wounded so deeply, um, and the pain is there, and it's not something that's going to easily be forgotten, and maybe it will never, you know, be able to be completely forgotten. 
And so that's important to know too, because that might be a stumbling block. Um, trusting the per other person. It doesn't mean that um, all of a sudden everything's going to be back to the same way that it was before. Your relationship may now fundamentally be changed. It may even be changed in such a way that you're no longer going to be in relationship. And I say that's something that really takes a lot of discernment and prayer. You know, personal prayer, maybe even talking with a priest or a spiritual director about that, especially if it's something you're thinking about, this is going to completely sever the relationship, depending on who the person is. I mean, if it's a spouse, if it's a family member. Um, but really, we want to try to remain in relationship. I mean, that's we're all in the body of Christ together. So maybe our relationship will change with the person, and we'll realize maybe we can't trust them in the ways that we thought that we had. Um, but forgiving doesn't mean that, yes, we're going to remain the same for sure, and that we're going to continue to trust them on the same level. Um, expecting an apology. Forgiveness is not a unilateral action. Um, it's not really necessarily reconciling. It's, it also doesn't require you to tell the other person. That's another thing sometimes I'll hear, well, do I have to tell them? Go and tell them that I'm forgiving them. And, you know, we say, well, I often wonder where, we'll ask, well, where is that coming from? That you, you know, what is the motive of why you would want to tell them? Truly, is it so that they can feel free from you? Because maybe they're not even enslaved by what they've done to you. <laughs> You're the one feeling enslaved, right? You're the one who needs to have, have that out there. So that's something to kind of think about, but no, that's, that is not necessary. Well, the last thing I wanted to kind of go into was just some ideas to help us increase our ability to forgive. Um, one is dropping the need to understand why. I think we can really go around and around and around with that. And, and But you know, when something happens to you, I think it's a very natural reaction for a while to do that and to have the anger and to allow yourself to have that anger, to have that why, and to go through all that and don't think right away I've got to forgive. You know, know what's out there and I'm going to get there. But for sometimes we just need to, to be angry, but when we stay with the anger, you know, that's when it becomes sinful. I mean, anger is a feeling. It's not a sin within itself. But when we stay in that anger for a long time and we don't work on forgiveness and letting go, that's when all these bad um, things can start to happen. Um, so if you can try to get to the point where you can just drop the need to understand and why, that, that was very, very, very helpful. You may never, ever know. You may never have an answer. Um, Knowing exactly um, how you, you feel injured, that's helpful to be clear in your own mind. Exactly what is it that I'm upset with the person for? Maybe oftentimes with this divorce recovery program, we, t we, do, some, we do a lot of journaling. Make a list and go back to it. Work on it for a couple of weeks. You know, I know one person said they have 50 things on that list they need to forgive the person for. But if you're not really clear about it, you might still be hanging on to things and they peek in, you know, they come. Um, into your mind here and there when you're doing things throughout your day and you just can't let it go. So that's a big part of it. Um, realizing that you are giving your own self a gift. I think that's also a misconception. We think, oh, we're giving this person a gift and they don't deserve it because they did that. But you know what? Indeed, our faith does say that. But truly, we also are, let's not forget, giving ourselves a gift here. Um, we're not going to be enslaving ourselves anymore. So it's a way to restore our own inner peace and move forward again. Um, practicing it as a way of life. I first personally found this extremely helpful for me. I remember about five years ago I saw this quote and it said, it was by Martin Luther King, I put it on here. Forgiveness is not an occasional act, it's a permanent attitude. 
And I have that in my office, right on my bulletin board, and it really, really helps me. Because it's amazing how many little things will happen throughout your day that you find yourself getting worked up at. You know, <laughs> someone cutting you off when you're trying to cross the street. You know, one of your coworkers being snippy with you and you have no idea why. You know, just whatever. And all that stuff just starts to build up and build up, and pretty soon you're starting to feel yourself <laughs> not being very loving Christian. So you know, I, I really try to tell myself this is a really great opportunity for me to practice forgiveness. Okay, I'm going to forgive that person. I'm I'm marching on, and I just kind of forgot that that even happened, and I'm on to the next thing. So, you know, forgiveness is not something that's necessarily when a huge transgression happens, like an infidelity in our marriage, but just all the little things throughout the day, and as we practice with that, when the big stuff comes, it'll be even easier for us. I guess I will close with that, if you have questions. Is your group strictly for divorced people, or can um, people that have other forgiveness issues? Actually, it is, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of books out there on it. So if you want to learn more about it, there's definitely a lot of Christian books. And I know one of uh, the, our, our, the priests in our archdiocese, I think Pat Brennan might be his name. I think he wrote a book on it. Anything, anyone else? You guys are good listeners. Do <laughs> <laughs> you ever have um, people come into the group say that they were um, not so much mad at the other person, but mad at the <coughs> very fact that they thought that their marriage was terminated, even though it was not broken. In other words, that there was a chance for it to, to, to go on, and somebody gave up. Uh, oh, definitely. Actually, most people that are in the program are the people who did not want the divorce. Yeah, definitely. And I think that kind of leads into making a list of what are the things maybe that you need to kind of, that might be is something to forgive, maybe, that the other person wasn't able to keep their vows and stick with it at the level that you thought that they were going to when you made that commitment together. Are the people in the group ever the ones that need forgiveness? How do they go about getting it? That's a good point, too. Because that's another thing we do, is we look at also what have we done. And that we, too, are not, you know, it's not just the other person. And so evaluating that and needing to forgive our own selves. Because there are a lot of people who, who and hopefully everyone can come to the point, to say, yeah, these were the areas that I really needed to work on and that I then and things that I need to forgive myself for, ask my God to forgive me for, maybe even go to my former spouse and ask forgiveness for, but that's definitely a piece of it.